Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. Before you take another step, we want to remind you to head on over to the Apple Podcast Store, the Spotify Podcast Store, the, uh, I wanted to say the Best Buy because that's what I said last time I recorded this. Head on down to your local convenience store and ask about the Shrink Think Podcast. Find it. Give us a five-star review. Let us know what you love about what we're doing. Spread the word. Share it with your friends. We're trying to get people to be aware about what we're doing because we really believe what we're doing. We're getting great feedback. And we would just love to keep this show rolling and having a great time and hanging out with you guys, learning, growing, and bridging the gap between clients and therapists because it's always a good time when you do that and you learn a ton. So head on over to the podcast stores, leave us a review, and let us know what you love about us. Today, we're going to be talking about a complicated issue, and I'm curious to see where this goes. We've kind of set this up a little bit in advance. Um, but Nathan and I haven't really talked about this a whole lot together, and it is a complicated issue. We're going to be talking about blended families and specifically like what kids are going through and what you might need to know if you're in that situation or if you're headed into that situation or maybe you've been involved in it for a while. So this was originally a topic that, Nathan, you brought up. So why don't you go ahead and kind of like kick this off of like, how did this come to be? And like, what is this really about? What are we really talking about here? So the setup for this is um, is pretty specific, but I think it'll work as like a launching board. And I don't think it's I don't think it's so specific that people with blended families won't be able to identify with this because there there are differences around the age of the children really is the biggest thing here. I mean, if you have if a family changes the organization of it later, like there's a later divorce or something or later uncoupling and then a recoupling where the kids are like late teenagers, it's an entirely different situation than if you come on board like with with everybody changes around and there's like a two year old and like a six year old, you know, that kind of thing. And in my mind, what's the situation I have is more with a younger scenario. And so it's, there's been a divorce. There now are two separate families. And by that, I mean, there's a, there's a stepmom with a new, with, with dad, with bio dad, and there's a stepdad with bio mom. And then there are, um, it hasn't gone as far yet. I don't believe as new step siblings Meaning like you've created new, <laughs> new people. Right. <laughs> yeah. There are no new people created, <laughs> but there are two, a couple kids separated by about three years in age. What ends up happening typically is that there is a way that the family has been organized, right? Before, let's say we're just back up in time. Like, so we're backed up and there's no, been no divorce yet. And the dad goes out and earns the money. And the mom takes care of the food at home 
and she does all the therapy appointments. She does all the medical appointments. She's got everything handled, and she also does a job and does everything else, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, we're not trying to alienate half the population here, but yeah, that does happen. Well, it's pretty. It is very. It is a pretty normal scenario that that um, where you end up in what I'm at. That's where this does get specific. So that's kind of the routine, right? So then a new marriage has happened uh, or a new whatever. Maybe there's no marriage at all, but new couples have happened. And the routine of the family still is the woman takes them to the therapy, right? So, but now guess who that woman is? Um, well, now there's a step, there's a step parent involved and the step parent is trying to be helpful. They are like, well, I can take them if you need me to or whatever. Um, bio mom might be like, you know, like offended by that maybe because that's her job. She'd be like, no, you're not touching them at all. Like there's this whole argument that can happen inside of that. This is where this gets complicated. Yeah. So maybe if I just, um, pause and kind of narrate a little bit, I like how you're setting this up because essentially what you're saying is that in the original family, there are these two people and then there are roles that get completed or accomplished that are sort of typical, like one does these roles and the other one does those roles, right? We'll just call them like A roles and B roles. Um, he does uh, the B roles and she does the A roles, let's just say. And so when you uh, uncouple and you're in this new relationship, you now have like C people and D people, right? Like these these extraneous people. But now all of a sudden, um, these other people are taking on the roles of that other person. So like this, you're calling like stepmom is like wanting to do all the A roles that mom was doing or a stepdad might be taking on some of the roles or responsibilities that uh, the B responsibilities that dad was doing. And that's where you get, I think it, it sounds complicated, but I want to keep it simple just in the sense that we're really just talking about new people doing these roles that somebody else was previously doing that can create some confusion or some conflict. Yeah, the simple, the super simple thing is typically we we will recouple with somebody who agrees with our values, right? So so we end up in another situation where the same roles are expected to be played, but now you have people that are sharing those that are ne like one of those people has never shared that role ever, like because they're new to the family. The, yeah, well, no, no, the other side. So the bio, the biological person has never shared their role, right? With these, they didn't ever, they were like, no, I, this is my role. I always do that. Why are we even talking about this? Or can it be on the other side where they, they didn't really do this before? And now they're like, okay, I'm going to step up and kind of start doing this role now. Maybe because they've always wanted to, yeah. maybe like, you know, they, okay. they came in and you know, whatever, like this is, we really haven't talked about this. I mean, we have about a week ago, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah. So, so it gets complicated because, you know, the typically the newer person involved, meaning like the step, the step person, um, wants to do a good job, right? They want to help. They want to be helpful. It's also super stressful because they're trying not to, you know, run over anybody. They don't want to be that person that's looked at this way. They, you know, they, they're struggling with how to fit into a scenario. And so in my, in the scenario I have in my mind, as we're unpacking it, um, the step parent wanted to go like, wanted to make sure that the therapist knew more information. So they're like, they joined the session and, um, and that turned into an interesting situation, right? Because what do you mean they're in the session? What are they saying? What's going on? Like, those are the questions that the opposite bio parents have, like 
of the other side, biomom's gonna be like, "What the crap is this going is on?" My kid, not your kid. You know, <laughs> right. what are you doing, getting involved in my child's life? Yeah, you can just stay out of there. You might be their friend anyway. So you can imagine, depending on how this gets developed, how everybody's trying to figure things out. So, in in our talking with when Aaron and I were talking about this, we were like, "Okay, this is super complicated. We probably need a situation." Um, and there are variations and pun variations of this. So it's like at the end of the day, we wanted to kind of try to share some share some principles of how to kind of just generally navigate this. One that I will just throw out there, and it's in all the books, you know, that's that's out there. Like, well, maybe, I don't know. I haven't read all of them. I read them all between last week and this week just to be prepared for the session. <laughs> of course you did. And put a spreadsheet together. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm working on the spreadsheet. <laughs> right. Is generally speaking... The newer person, the non-biological person to the family, your best bet or your best focus is going to be friend and mentor. That's what you're doing. And maybe even I, I would add like doing the role of sort of consultant. Let me just add to that. There's sort of an assumption here that the other, the bio parent is competent, right? There are situations where the bio parent uh, the the opposite bio parent is either absent or has gone missing. And I don't mean like missing persons report sort of a thing, but like they've just up and, you know, they're just no longer involved or whatever, or they've fallen into addiction of some kind or whatever. Let's assume, though, for the sake of this podcast, that the other person is somewhat competent and you don't want to step on their toes. So you kind of need to assume that they're going to be competent in their role. And so you want to honor that. Right. And you're playing the role of consultant with the kid you're like available mentoring you know that sort of thing but you're not necessarily and maybe you're doing some of the job of you know whether it's mothering or fathering or whatever but you're acting more of a friend slash consultant yeah you you may see too there are obvious issues um you don't get to fix those that's the real patience that you get to develop you know that like obvious issues meaning like parenting problems that are that are pretty ridiculous you know by and i mean that and how it will look to you like wow that's blazingly obvious but let me tell you how that might be so obvious you've came into a family that dissolved right so the bio parents have moved away from each other they've divorced there were a lot of fights about that a lot of criticisms that were going on a lot of beliefs that were established as fact um, you are a horrible parent. I hate the way you do X, Y, Z. You never are honest with me. You always are deceptive. You know, all of those things were said and went across. And if when you started the dating process with this person and you started to care for them, you started to, you, you were looking at the world through their eyes and you noticed like, wow, like, I can't believe, it. I mean, you you dodged a bullet. You got out of there. That person was kind of like, you know, weird, and they were a little bit over the top. So everything's been framed from that perspective. And you are looking for things to not be good. (laughs) You're like, you're expecting like, well, we can't wait till we see this poop show that's going to go down. And so you'll see it. So I'm challenging you to say like, at really, there are some good people involved here. Okay, they're bio parents, uh, they probably have a good skill set overall, they do know their children very well. And, and bio parents, remember when you first connected to this other person that you actually left, you were best foot forward. You saw the good in them. You saw these things. That's what these other people are seeing, right? They're seeing that. 
they don't totally agree that this person is like it's a bad deal or something's going on that's horrible. And so they probably are trying to put their best foot forward in their mind, right? So there's a lot of misunderstanding that can go on. Um, And there's, you know, as you develop communication, um, how you talk back and forth is a key point that I want to talk about in a moment. But there's a lot of misunderstanding that can go on and a lot of expectation. So as you, one of the principles here is don't assume that the other parent is that evil, like the bio parent, if you're the step parent. And bio parent, don't assume this new step parent is trying to take your job. That's typically not what's happening on either side. And so, for example, establishing the communication, you want to know for sure how is this line of communication going for parenting? Who's supposed to talk to who? Um, what will happen is, is that, like, for example, if you know, um, if your roles are that one person takes the people to the, to the medical provider and one person doesn't, then you, it's pretty safe to assume that it would be great if the people that, if the person that did that same role previously was the one in communication with the person doing the new role for them. Because trying to be around that doesn't make any sense, you know? So, um, but oftentimes there can be a problem with that because bio parents told they should only communicate with bio parent. And if it just so happens that a step parent's coming in and performing this new role, uh, the step parents like needing to ask questions. They have to ask questions to their own partner, which then have to be translated over to the other bio parent because there's supposed to be strict rules on how we all communicate. And it's like, it, this is why this is just a cluster. So I'm going to pause and let Aaron weigh in on this because, <laughs> because I, I don't want to get off a train track. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, it's, it gets really complicated because we're talking about wanting to honor certain people in in the role that they're playing and i pause there as you probably heard it as honor people and you're like what well, i want to honor that beep you know <laughs> or whatever that whatever that is and that may be true maybe that's how you feel for sure but this person is still filling a role in your child's life and so you need to honor the role that this person is playing if it's a bio parent and they're doing certain tasks or jobs or whatever that person is a bio parent that that child needs in their life. It's a very valuable and special, you know, position in that child's life. So you want to honor that. Maybe you don't like the person. Maybe you've come to have some disdain or resentment toward that person, but in your child's life, that's still bio parent, right? And so you want to be able to honor whoever that is, regardless of how you feel about them um, or what they've done to you, because it's still that child's, you know, parent. And on the other side, if it's a step parent, we're, we're calling these like step parents because I think it's easier just to kind of know who we're talking about here. Um, but if the new person coming in um, is now a part of, you know, bio parents life, they're the new partner or whatever. This person now is playing a role, whether you like it or not, want it or not. This other person is playing a role now in your child's life as a, a support to the other parent and a support to your child. And whether or not you like that person, we're trying to say that there's a certain honoring of that or respect of that role that we need to focus on and we need to keep in mind so that we're not just obliterating the whole situation and trying to keep things the way they used to be because things are not the way they used to be anymore. I don't know if you've noticed that, <laughs> but they're a little bit different now and we need to adjust. And But it is complicated and there are some, it's like, well, it just, it, sure, it is, it is a lot easier when it's just two people trying to navigate that. And it gets more complicated unless you can like consider these principles. 
So let's switch over to the children. Okay, so what are these little dudes going through, right? <laughs> you know, looking at transition. So for a kid, um, kids moving from one household to another will always experience some transition. They will always, they, they will be, they don't want to do this, right? For them, this whole thing sucks because, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why it sucks. But one big one is like, I don't want to go to your house or I want to be in this home. And then <laughs> parent, don't get yourself lulled into the fact that like, well, they really like me more. That's why they want to be here. Like, no, they probably want to play video games. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they, they, they're getting separated from their Xbox or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, you know, and the other one doesn't have one because they don't, they've never believed in Xboxes. And they're like, this sucks, you know, like, or whatever. It might have nothing to do with, with parenting. But, and there will be this attitude that will show up in the middle, in between. Do not let yourself get lulled into the fact that like, man, I knew that other parents sucked. I got to help this child regulate for like four to eight hours before they actually are okay. And it's like, nah, no, that's just pretty normal, bro. It is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I grew up in a, uh, with divorced parents and my, I was raised by my dad and he would always say that uh, there was always a little bit of a transition from, you know, being with my mom. And I'm sure there was a transition the other way around as well, because the, I mean, the fact of the matter is kids get used to, they need predictability, they need consistency. And of course you can build that in when you start having, you know, stability in one house, stability in another house, and then stability in transitions. Okay. Things can kind of settle in and kids can get used to that. But until then, those transitions can still be difficult. There's a little bit of like, okay, I'm used to one thing over here and a different thing over there. And that's different, right? It, it just is different. It's like um, if, you're, if you're working a job and you do things one way, now you're doing things a different way, or you have to take a new route, or you're in a completely different office building, or it's a completely new job. It's like, oh, I'm not used to getting up this early. Like it takes you a while to adjust to that. And you're an adult. Right. So if that's what's happening for you, imagine for children who don't have all the information or all the power that you have, they're going through all those transitions. Yeah. And, and the other piece is, it's like, you know, take this kid that's maybe a little older. They got some friends at school and they're like and their friend goes, hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? We could do you want to come and spend the night or, or maybe I can come to your house. Oh, I can't because I got to go to my dad's this weekend. And then now they go to their dad's like the whole hacked off the entire time because like dad lives on the other side of town. Right. It's, it's not just, my point is it's not just necessarily these every time scenarios. It's also one-offs that the kids are living through all this. And my, my point, the takeaway here is don't allow yourself to get lulled into the other parent. They're coming from this totally dysregulated situation because by the way, <laughs> this is funny. I've worked with on both sides of this before and literally heard in the side of the same week, well, the other one obviously is not doing that good of a job. Do you don't even know how much I have to spend time regulating them when they come back? I'm like, yeah, your other uh, bio parents said the same thing about you. I didn't say that, <laughs> right. but, but, but it's true. Yeah. Okay. So, and then another thing to consider also is that as your kids are transitioning, there's a lot that's going on. So if you're a parent that's involved in your kid's life and you have some information about what's happening to them, about what they're needing, about what they're going through. Remember, this is your child and you care about your child. And I hope that you want your child to be cared about at the other parent's house or with the, you know, the step parent that's involved. And so keep in mind that if you don't share that information uh, with the other parent, then 
you're it's like you're saying, well, I care about you when you're in my care. But when you're going with her, when you're going with him, like, you know, whatever, it's like, but it's still your child, your style, your child still needs to be cared about and and have their needs met. And so sharing information about what's going on, what's happened at school or with friends or um, something maybe that's even happened just at home where they're having certain feelings that they're struggling with and they need extra sensitivity or they need extra, you know, to stay up later, spend more time snuggling or whatever. That kind of information is valuable for your child and the other parent needs to have that. So share that information for your child's best interest. Look, we know. Um, these situations are very complicated. And, and also, I just want to go on record and say, we are not trying to make you irritable about this. Um, you may be a little bit frustrated, like, yeah, you're not talking about XYZ. And it's true, because there are, there are a lot of ways this can show up. And we just want to encourage you that for the child, consistency is huge you probably should err on the side of that. And over the course of time, things will just be a little bit easier. And consistency speaking to scheduling probably is the biggest deal, but there's no way we can handle all this. We wanted to broach the subject. We hope it's been helpful. (sighs) Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.